You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, it's September 1st for Hogwarts students. We almost kind of got it close. Yeah. September 6th. <laughs> A few days. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, we could have recorded. Darn. I guess we could have recorded on September 1st. Kind of Potterheads are we? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I remember getting a text from you guys, though. I think, Happy I September think you were 1st. working, though, Priscilla. Was I? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Wednesday, September 1st. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Priscilla got to celebrate her first September 1st mm. Hogwarts Day. Back to Hogwarts Day. What a good day. Yay. So Harry and Ron make it onto the train this time. I thought I would congratulate them this time. (laughs) But maybe Harry should have found another way. Because something boards the train and causes Harry to shiver and faint. Mm, That's ominous. It is. (laughs) Those Dementors. Oh, spoilers. We haven't got there. <laughs> we, this, we that's have. the name of the chapter, actually. I was joking. <laughs> uh, so how are we doing? Good. Not much going on other than the same old, same old. Really. Yeah. Honestly, really not much going on. <laughs> but where are you ranked in your favorite game? Oh my gosh. Okay, so my favorite game is Pokemon <laughs> Unite. Today we got Phil to Master Ranked. And I wish I would have started the game the same day he did. He started about three weeks before me, almost three weeks. Oh, and I wow. was like, no, I don't really want to play that. I'm probably exaggerating. It's probably more like two weeks or less. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you need to take, I think it was like three streams. So it felt like three weeks. But, anyways. Yeah. He's like, you need to take the tutorial. You need to play this game. So it's like, okay, I don't really like those types of games. Pokemon Unite's like a MOBA, so I don't really play that. And I finally did the tutorial. We played a few games, and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. And then I got like really competitive, really into it. And then we were both just grinding on ranked. And he finally got to the highest rank today, which is um, Master. And I got to the Ultra, which is the rank right before Master. So we are going to be pushing for me to get master next because if we get it before the first season is over which i think is in like 15 or 20 days then they give you like some sort of bonus coins in the game which are worth kind of like monetary things to buy in there wow so that's exciting i never thought ever in my life (laughs) that i will be i would be here getting (laughs) or trying to earn like the highest level rank in emova pokemon out of all things yes i remember just like going over to your house and like joseph or steven would be like glued to some video game and priscilla's just like i know i was like what is this what why are people (laughs) so obsessed with games and then the other day we didn't eat we just played games like almost all day or played that game almost all day and i was like is this what it's like to just be obsessed yeah. with the game and it feels like it's fun yes, to it do. Is. Like you guys do it together as a couple. Joni games with Kurt. Yeah, so I think it's kind it of. Is. We we <laughs> ga- we game side by side individually, <laughs> but next to each other. <laughs> yeah, I like how you guys have set up different areas for yourself, but it's right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So Kurt Kurt listens to our well, only Joni's side of the recording every 
every week. So he hears like silence and then he just hears Joni say, uh-huh, yeah, and then her talking <laughs> randomly. Like he does not hear the entire thing. Yeah, like I'll I when I would listen to the episodes, he'd be like, I already listened to it. I'm like, you listened to one third of it. But yeah. okay. <laughs> like snippets. You Aww. don't even know the like context of what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, I listen to the important part, my wife's part. Yeah, that's true. Sure. I'm giving him credit. <laughs> but yeah, that's where we're at right now. What about you guys? Um nothing much. Uh so we did go to a drive in yesterday with Roxas. That was fun. We watched the new uh Shang Chi movie, the new Marvel movie. Hmm. Kind of watched it. It was interesting. Turns out we aren't ready for that. Um oh, mainly Roxas, Roxas is not ready for that. <laughs> well, okay. So if you've ever been to a drive-in, you're like what it is is that they have the audio come through a radio station, and you're supposed to put your car radio your car radio onto that station, and then you can oh, hear the audio. I've never they been. have audio there that you can hear, but like the quieter parts, you might not be able to hear very clearly. But our Jeep is newer, and at least we don't think there is a way that we can turn off our headlights without completely turning off our car, like the the dim like dim daylights or whatever i forgot, forgot what it's called but they're always on if the car is on mm-hmm. and that's a no-no in a drive-in and we didn't know this because we've oh, never gosh. gone before and so the guy in front of us was re- like i guess was getting really mad at us about it and so then we had to basically have our windows down trying to listen to the movie and with the car off and the whole point of us going to the drive-in was so that we can bring Roxas. So if he got upset because it was late, because you can't watch a drive-in movie until it's dark, mm-hmm. um, then we wouldn't disturb other people. But since our windows were down, if oh he got upset, gosh. everybody could no, hear. God. And so it purpose. was just Okay, so stress. I have a G. <laughs> can't you just turn the key? No, it's a push to yes, start. Yes, but on the, so on the left side of my, so my steering wheel... There's, like, a knob for the lights. Do you have a knob? Yeah. So, like, you can turn the things off, but there's still, like, one dim light that mm. just stays on no matter what we do. The only way it turns off is if we turn the car off. At least that's what we've figured out. Did while... you Google it? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, we tried. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe Google can help you next time. I mean, we were also in panic mode because the movie was starting and we got, like, scolded right before... Um, it was about to start and we're just like we don't know what we're doing we never had to do this before we're just pushing every button that we can think of switching knobs there's a poor like this this really nice girl came up to us tried to help us but her car is like a key start so she's like oh i don't know how to do that and so (laughs) we were just like okay well so hopefully that doesn't make you not want to go back i think what we'll do is get just a separate radio and just bring it but we would need to buy an actual radio because we don't own one of those anymore. <laughs> oh my I, yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, I don't either. Wow, that's eventful. Did you? So did yeah. you guys end up watching? Um, so we know the gist of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the the bigger details um are kind of lost on us. So it it comes out streaming soon. So we'll just yeah wa- rewatch it. Then. Oh okay. Yeah, I want to see it too. Yeah, I want to see Corella. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. How are you though? I'm Laura. Good. 
I told them already because I was super excited, and I know how much people will want an update on my Breath of the Wild gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally went to the first Divine Beast, and I beat Water Blight Ganon, and I was so mm. excited and proud of myself. It was one of the hardest things I've done so far in that game, Gee-gees. and I did it like <laughs> at like two o'clock in the morning and i really did you really to... oh my gosh you yeah, were awake that I... late i mean yeah it, okay so i don't play it every night but it took me three nights worth of playing to beat him and you know you're just like maybe this next time i gotta keep playing this next time i'll do it and you know then it turns to be two o'clock in the morning and i still haven't done it yeah <laughs> but i was getting to the point where i was like i'm probably not gonna get any further in this game like that's it i can't beat this guy <laughs> but but i did it and David was right next to me. He was still uh, either watching TV. He was or awake too. Yeah, some oh nights, a lot of nights, I fall asleep before him, and he didn't share the exact same enthusiasm. But <laughs> he was like, "Good job, Laura. You did it." How I many more in there? There's three more of those things. Which apparently you can just bypass all four and try to beat Calamity Ganon, but that's not very smart. Um, so I, I I need all the help I can get, so I need to go to all <laughs> the rest of them. Is it like, because I know with Zelda games, it's like you, you at least in the past, I haven't played a Zelda game to the end ever, but is it like each of like the like mini bosses or like the first few bosses, like it's like a specific skill that you need to like do to beat it, and then like the, the big boss is like combining them all? I feel like that was a thing. Maybe, well... Definitely when I was doing the water blight Ganon, they training you on the way of these certain things that you needed to kind of use to help beat him. Yeah, and like a move. Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. So nothing that came was something I didn't know how to do. It's just I wasn't that great at it. Oh, okay. But it's a Good lot for of you. fun. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Happy for you. I can't believe I just had a conversation with both of you where you both just talked about video games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I mean, I've played some video games in the past, but I've never been like really, really into like, especially like a like a storyline one. And then we have Priscilla, who is a rager now. <laughs> I know. I was I was telling <laughs> Phil like, who am I? What am I saying? Why am I talking this way? <laughs> Like abbreviating things. I'm like, why? Why is it? I can say bottom lane instead of bot lane. Like, what? What is this? That's awesome. Anyways. Okay. Where did we leave off in the episodes? We left off with the trio reunited, and Harry snoops and finds out that Sirius Black is out to kill him. Mm. Dun dun dun. Sirius Black. Do you guys feel like it, he would have been better off just not knowing that? No. So it was good that he snooped. Yeah. Do you? I'm just wondering. It's a good question. Yeah. I'm wondering how much, because Mr. Weasley and Harry's conversation kind of got cut off. I'm wondering how mm-hmm. much he was going to say to him. Yeah. Anyways. Promise me, Harry. <laughs> did you listen to the episode? To the- oh see so i am cheating and i use joni's audible and she doesn't have the third one (laughs) i have it now well thanks for telling me so i've been (laughs) i'm sorry i forgot (laughs) 
cool because I wanna I wanna listen to it. I wanna see how he tells it. Yeah, I think I did a free trial on Audible again, which I need to remind myself to cancel that. Yeah. To just grab that one. Okay. This is how subscriptions work. You like tell yourself to cancel it, oh. you remind yourself, and then you never do. Oh my god, that's what I they're did hoping that for, for one of Roxas's. It was like noggin. It was like four dollars for like a few shows. I forgot about it because it was a three-month subscription. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or, like, trial. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. But then also, whoops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That first email that you get, thank you for the payment. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah. No. That's annoying. Worst feeling. Okay. So I'll start off with Harry wakes up the next morning, gets dressed, and gathers his belongings and Hedwig. They were all leaving the leaky cauldron to make it to King's Cross. Harry also wanted to find Ron and Hermione to tell them what he had overheard the night before. But with the hustle and the bustle, hustle and bustle of the morning with all the Weasleys, Hermione, Harry, and all the animals, (laughs) Harry couldn't get a private conversation in. Ron is still annoyed with Percy. Now it's because Percy blames Ron for dripping tea on his picture of his girlfriend. Miss Penelope Clearwater. And I wanted Penelope. to mention it. dare he? I wanted to mention it because, yay, they made it through the summer. Good for them. Honestly, yeah. Very good for them. They're, what, sev- 17, maybe 16? 16, 17? Yeah. yeah. And he's head boy, so Percy is on cloud nine. Yeah. Ravenclaw representation. Yes. <laughs> who do you think, who, do we ever know who head girl is? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I feel like they would have said if it was Penelope. Yeah. Oh, I guess I assumed it was her. I guess it's not. Yeah, I kind of thought so too, but I don't know. So, two Ministry of Magic cars arrived to take the whole gang to King's Cross Station. The cars were dark green and driven by furtive-looking wizards wearing a suit of emerald velvet. Harry noticed that the drive was relatively normal and uneventful, but the cars seemed to, quote, slide through gaps that Uncle Vernon's new car company certainly couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted company to bring car. that. Huh? Vernon doesn't have a car company. Oh, He's yeah. Vernon's car. new company car sure certainly couldn't. Did you say new car company? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sell drills anymore. I didn't even anymore. catch that. <laughs> yeah, he veered off the, dr- the drills. He's he's now a, a car salesman. <laughs> oh, I bet he'd be a delightful car salesman. Sorry. You know, sometimes he'd, pro- he'd probably be like really good at his job and then just be a crappy person. You know? Yeah. Some, some people are like that. Yeah. That's a thought. Yeah. Like the dad from Matilda. Oh, yeah. Did he sell cars? Or he had like a yeah, auto? I don't know. I think he sold he, cars. I just, I think he sold cars. I just specifically remembered they showed like him with a drill and he was like reversing the miles on oh, the cars. Oh, yes. I, I, for some reason that wow. scene is something that I just always remember. Yeah, same. Um, But I wanted to mention that because it's a little bit of magic that they put in the ministry cars. You know, the night bus was crazy. And then you have Arthur's magical car that flies. And then the Ministry of Magic cars, they just, they can get through. It sounded like they can just get through any kind of traffic and get you to where you need to be. Yeah. When they all arrived at the station, loaded up their trolleys, and loaded up their trolleys, Mr. Weasley suggested everyone pair up. And he would go with Harry. 
because we can't have another missing the train scenario. Those are my thoughts, too. I was like, (laughs) okay, they're being smart about it this time. They've learned their lesson. He definitely needs an escort. Yeah. And I also think it's because there's a killer, killer on the loose. So Mr. Weasley escorts him onto the platform. They said their goodbyes to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Mrs. Weasley gave him an extra hug and told him to take care. And I love Molly. (laughs) I know. That's so sweet. Harry felt special. Yes. As Mrs. Weasley handed out the sandwiches, (laughs) which they didn't say who complained, but she goes, they're not corn beefed, so it's probably Ron. Mr. Weasley pulled Harry aside to tell him something. Mr. Weasley was tense, but Harry went ahead and told him that it's fine. He already knows. Then explained that he, Harry had accidentally overheard the two talking about Black last night. Mr. Weasley didn't want Harry to find out that way and thought that Harry must be pretty scared. But Harry again says it's okay. Can Sirius Black be worse than Voldemort? And Mr. Weasley, of course, winces at the name. And then he gives him cryptic advice. Do not go looking for Black. Dun, dun, dun. Foreshadowing, I guess. (laughs) Of course he's going to go looking for him. Come on. (laughs) But Harry was confused. Why would he go looking for someone who wants to kill him? Unfortunately, he never got an answer from Arthur because the train was about to leave. So Harry gets on the train with Hermione and Ron, telling them he really needs to talk to them privately. So (laughs) scram, Ginny, was pretty much Ron's up. And Jenny was like, oh, that's nice. And then she stalks off, which reminds me of how I used to treat Joni. <laughs> Every younger sibling knows exactly how that feels. Yeah, it's okay. If my brother <laughs> ever listens to this, he would agree. My little brother. I would be like, leave, Joseph. Uh, such yeah. a brat. Get out of here. <laughs> Not for your ears. The trio could only find one compartment that was almost empty. The compartment they found had a man in shabby robes sleeping. Though he was quite young, his hair was flecked flecked with gray, and Hermione reads on the man's case that his name is Professor R.J. Lupin. Lupin! That's all I'll say about him. When... (laughs) when Do we like Lupin? We'll we'll figure that out. We won't give too much. Okay. Will we? I don't know. That's the question. (laughs) When Ron asks what they think he teaches, Hermione says, isn't it obvious? The one spot available is defense against the dark arts. The job that- You don't know that, Hermione. (laughs) What do you mean? It's not- You don't know what teachers- Like if a teacher quit during the summer. That's true. That's true. Um, A teacher did quit. Oh, no. Not quit. Retired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what Hermione thinks. Um, The one spot available is Defense Against the Dark Arts, the job that people were now definitely believing to be jinxed because teacher number one, if you remember, has died. (laughs) Teacher number two has had a memory charm struck on him. So memory By himself. By himself. So he's in St. Mungo's. So what's going to happen to teacher number three? Hmm. Or do we think anything's going to happen? I don't know. Lupin seems smart. Oh, yeah. Tur. Yeah. Now that they are all settled, Harry tells Ron and Hermione the conversation he overheard and Mr. Weasley's warning. 
Surprisingly to Harry, they were both more frightened than he thought than yeah than he thought they would be. Hermione began telling him not to go looking for trouble this year. Harry cuts her off saying, I don't go looking for trouble. Trouble usually finds me. And I'm like, oh, Harry, it doesn't stop. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> you you do kind of. I know. You I was don't like, have uh, to put this on yourself. You kind of do. Like, uh, like, go to an adult, like I yeah. have said in the past two, <laughs> two books. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things that he can't help. But a lot of the times he's like, well, I have to be the one that. Yeah. There are more things that he can help than that he can't. Yeah. Yeah. Ron is pretty anxious about it because not only is Black a crazy murderer, but no one has ever broke out of Azkaban. And Black was even a top security prisoner. So Mm. how the heck did he get out? Then, randomly, I felt... A faint whistle started, and they found it was coming from Harry's trunk. It was the cheap sneakoscope Ron sent him. It was going off. So Ron mentioned that the scope was going off as he tied the package to Errol's leg to send to Harry. So he was just like, that thing is just always, it's always going off. Hermione asked if he was doing anything trustworthy, untrustworthy at the time, and Ron says not really, but he admitted that he wasn't supposed to use Errol for that long trip. Egypt to England. But Ron said that they can take it to Dervish and Bangs in Hogsmeade. They sell magical instruments like it and according uh, like it according to Fred and George. And this is the first mentions of what they can find in Hogsmeade. Hermione and Ron started talking about things they wanted to see, like Honeyduke's sweet shop and the haunted shrieking shack. When Harry tells them that he won't be going with them, Harry never got Wait, his so, permission um, slip. Signed. Sorry, before we Goodbye. move on, the what is it called? The sneakoscope going off. Yes. Is this something that we should be alarmed about? Should we? Should we? we? Should that is the I question. I feel like it's. I feel like something. it's something going on there. So Lupin. we should keep that in our minds. Yes. Who is being untrustworthy? Yeah. It's Ron, Hermione, or Lupin at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. options. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> it's a, it's. I just didn't well, want to like let our that own slip game of by. Among Us right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. Like a murder mystery. Yeah. Clue. What did what did we watch? We just recently watched the Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. I think it's called Murder Mystery on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And it's just like Clue. Yeah, I think I watched that a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Harry never got his permission slip signed, you know, the whole blowing up your aunt thing. You know, what do you expect, Harry? Yeah, that would, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if, like, right before he left, like, oh, in his yeah. rage, he's like, but can you do send you this? <laughs> before I forget or before I leave, please. Please. Or just be like, if you sign this, I'll never come back here. <laughs> that might have worked. Oh, like, yeah, that's true. Um, right now, in the middle of, when Roxas is in the middle of, like, a tantrum, he'll start saying please to see if that'll get oh us to, like, gosh. give him what he wants. He's learned that already. Peace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, no. <laughs> but that was cute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cute. Ron 
thinks that maybe McGonagall can sign it. And Harry laughed at him. McGonagall is a strict lady. Harry doesn't think that it will happen. And Ron suggests, well, Fred and George knows every secret passageway out of Hogwarts. And this is where Hermione, the role of Hermione in the books, she shuts down the idea. Harry shouldn't be wandering around with Black on the loose. Harry thinks McGonagall will have the same thoughts. As they talk about how dangerous Black is, Hermione takes Crookshanks out, and as Ron protests, the cat leaps onto Ron, hissing at his chest where Scabbers the rat was sleeping in Ron's shirt pocket. Ron shoves Crookshanks, yells, get out of here. Hermione yells back, don't. And then the stranger sleeping stirs. Dun, dun, dun. They all watched him apprehensively, but the man turned his head and slept on. This guy's tired. Mm, this guy can really sleep through anything, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm genuinely cur- curious if he's, like, actually asleep. Yeah. That's why I'm like, this is interesting. Like, is he asleep or is he untrustworthy? Which one is it? <laughs> yes. That is a good thought. Like, but he might, he might like, be I can't- really tired. That's true. It's just sick. like, I I can't imagine feeling comfortable sleeping on a train for that long through that much noise. Yeah. yeah with these three kids just being so annoying. <laughs> like, dude, I'm like, you literally, like, that's so rude. They went in there, saw him sleeping, and decided to just be there with him. Now that I think about it. It was the only compartment. Yeah, and they had yes. to be alone. Like, they couldn't sit with Neville because... And whoever he was sitting with because they needed to talk in private. But they so worked was, in private. No. I know. Like, the adult could have heard <laughs> all of this. So He could have easily just pretended to be sleeping. They were yeah. trusting a potentially untrustworthy person. That's your first mistake, Harry. <laughs> all right. So the Hogwarts Express continued on its way, and Professor Lupin slept through most of it, even the food cart. Which, I was like, wow, the food cart, really? Mm-hmm. He may not have been the very best company, but his presence didn't, did stop Malfoy and his cronies from being bullies. The train continued farther north when Ron says, we must be nearly there. And suddenly they felt the train slowing down. Hermione checked her watch and felt it was too early to have arrived already, which I re- I love that that's there because you know, it shows Hermione off again, how she's like... Mm. Yeah, no, I have this on to the minute, and then we're a bit early. Yeah. The train then came to a complete stop, and you could hear the sound of luggage falling off the racks. And then, without warning, it went completely dark. Harry felt his way back to his seat, wondering if they had broken down. Ron peeped out the window and said he thought some, he thought he saw people coming on board. The compartment door came open, and someone fell on Harry's legs. It was Neville, <laughs> wondering what was going on. Hermione left to ask the driver what was going on when they suddenly hear a hoarse voice tell them to be quiet. It was Professor Lupin who had awakened from his slumber. He had also been able to conjure up a handful of flames that illuminated his face. Stay where you are, he said as he reached for the door, but the door opened before he could get to it. Standing in the doorway was a cloaked figure that towered to the ceiling. Harry looked down, and what he saw made his stomach contract. It was a glistening, grayish, slimy-looking, scabbed hand. What did you think about that? 
I thought this thing was gonna like try to kill. Like it, I thought it when I read that I'm like, oh, it's serious. This is our first encounter. Oh then. yeah, that's what my first impression was. But obviously I was wrong. I was like, what? <laughs> or more like you what in my car because I was listening to it. You definitely <laughs> have the good part of this chapter. The yeah. all the action. It was. I I did get all the action. Um. It was a glistening, grayish, slimy-looking scabbed hand. It seemed as though the creature noticed Harry looking at it because it was visible for only a split second before it went back under the Hmm. cloak. And then the creature drew a long, slow, rattling breath, and an intense cold swept over all of them. Harry felt his cold deeper than his skin. It was inside his very heart. Yes. This part, if you've seen the movie... Which I know for some I have not seen this movie. But when you get to that point, I think they did this scene really well. I like it. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did you like it, Johnny? I think something that is kind of frustrating in the movies with the Dementors is the fact that they they insinuate that the Dementors are gonna like every time they, they interact with a human, they just immediately like attack them. When it's just their presence that is providing that feeling. Yeah. Um, Maybe they didn't know. I don't know. Maybe they didn't know how to film. Portray that. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is hard to portray in the film and like visually Mm -hmm. itself. But it's just like a a friendly reminder. Like this, this Dementor isn't sitting there targeting Harry right now. He's just in front of Harry and Harry's reacting to the um, surroundings Mm -hmm. that the Dementor brings with him. Yeah. Yeah. I just like how... In the movie, there's just that scene, like, everything gets icy, the window frost, and, like, you can see their Did you, Priscilla, when you went to Universal, did you get to, I I know you only went on the train once, uh, one way, so I don't know if you got to interact with the, or the Dementors were a part of your train ride. No, I think that, uh, oh, wait, is that when they're talking in, in the aisle and like the doors well our door was closed and they were like what is that what is that noise or something that's what i got that might have been i could have been were you did you go to hog like from universal to hogmeade to hogsmeade or hogsmeade to universal no i did universal to hogsmeade so yeah then you would have seen it would have been the dementors okay that's what i was thinking because i remember when we recorded that episode we were like oh yeah i guess i didn't really like pay attention as much did we see a dementor on there I think you see its hand. Oh, so I don't even remember. Interesting. Anymore. It's been a it's been a while back. though. I have to go back. But Pay yeah, attention. definitely third book stuff happens on the train. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We didn't push you to realize that when you were like going to yeah. do the, the the train because we didn't want to spoil it too much. I do so, remember yeah. being on the train and not knowing what was going on. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't something I had read yet. Mm-hmm. Harry's eyes rolled up into his head. He couldn't see. He was drowning in cold. There was a rushing in his ears as though of water. He was being dragged downward, the roading growing louder. And then from far away, he heard screaming, terrible, terrible screaming, pleading screams. He wanted to help whoever it was. He tried to move his arms but couldn't. A thick white fog was swirling around him, inside him. Seems intense. Yeah, Harry. Harry, Harry, are you all right? Someone was slapping his face. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds funny. Could you imagine? Wait, <laughs> Harry, Harry, are it's you probably right? wrong. Slapping his face. 
He opened his eyes to lanterns above him. The train was moving again. He was on the floor next to his seat. He felt very sick and Hermione and Ron helped him back onto his seat. Harry looked at the door where the creature had been and asked what had happened and who had screamed. Ron and Hermione looked nervous and answered that no one had screamed. But I heard screaming, Harry said. A loud snap made them all jump. It was Professor Lupin breaking off a piece of chocolate. Here, Mm -hmm. he said to Harry, eat it. It'll help. Breaking off a slab of chocolate, it just sounds good. I know. Well, I just, when I was, when I was, well, this part I think I read, yeah. And I was like, what? Chocolate? (laughs) I'm sure that'll be explained later, but I'm like, what's going on here? This is not the time. (laughs) Here, he said to Harry, eat it. It'll help. Harry asked Lupin about the creature. It was a Dementor, one of the Dementors of Azkaban. As he left to speak to the driver, he once again told Harry to eat the chocolate. What's the deal with this chocolate? <laughs> Harry asked Ron and Hermione what had eat happened. It, Apparently, I know. Apparently, the Dementor stood there and looked around when all of a sudden, Harry looked like he was having a fit. He went rigid and fell out of his seat and started twitching. Professor Lupin went up to the Dementor and pulled out his wand saying, none of us is hiding serious Black under our cloaks. Under our cloaks. Go. But it didn't move, so Lupin muttered something and a silvery thing shot out of his wand and the Dementor glided away. They all talked about how weird it was and how cold it felt when the Dementor was there. Ginny was in the corner, looking very <laughs> traumatized. When I was reading how much Ginny was affected by this, I was like, all right. I wonder if something happened to her or if she's just being very she dramatic. Was, she was possessed by Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So maybe she's still traumatized yeah. by that. And so every like little and encounter with something like this. That part just like reminded me of when Ron was like comforting her, comforting, comforting her in Chamber of Secrets and was like, it'll be fine. Like this doesn't happen at Hogwarts. <laughs> Around and she's here. like she's like listen i don't think i want to come here anymore I know. i'm already on my second year on my train ride in and something yeah like this. she hasn't like, even made it to school yet yeah <laughs> poor thing you're right i not, didn't even think about that good luck jenny <laughs> <laughs> she was looking very traumatized and harry just as confused as to why he was the only one that fell off his seat during this interaction he felt very weak and shivery and a bit of shame. It's okay, Harry. I know. He's embarrassed. He's like, wait, why am I the only one that did this? Yeah. And Harry has like, why? is very prideful. So like, he doesn't like that kind of being like the only one to look weak, I guess. He's very Gryffindor in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. True Gryffindor. When Lupin returned, he reminded Harry to eat his chocolate. Once he again. still hadn't eaten it. Ate the chocolate. And asked, and asked Harry how he was doing. Harry felt a lot better after taking a bite of the chocolate because it helps. Yeah. Did Is you this know- a magic chocolate or something? No, actually chocolate has, there's something in chocolate. Like, Is it closer to dark chocolate than it, milk chocolate? Um, endorphins? Is that the word? I don't know. Something something to make you feel better. Yeah, chocolate actually does can make you feel a little bit better when you're upset. Yeah. Well you definitely wow, don't have that's to why I love chocolate. Remind me to take a bite of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, always have chocolate in your purse when you're feeling low. Aww, that's why everyone has 
why you have the um stigma of women oh. want chocolate on their period. Um Wow, because- Joni. You're full of fun facts. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> fun facts with Joni. <laughs> so, moral of the story, eat more chocolate, guys. <laughs> yep. Got it. On it. Um, yeah, so the chocolate, he did feel a little bit better after eating the chocolate. Um, and he just told Lupin that he was fine. But he was so embarrassed that he didn't even question how Professor Lupin knew his Ooh. name. I mean, yeah. they were yelling I- it. And I mean, it's Harry. Harry, Potter. Harry, are you serious? okay? Yeah, you have a scar <laughs> like, on your what? forehead. Who else are you? Uh, he's he's trying to be normal. I don't know. <laughs> Soon enough, they were off the train, and the trio said hi to Hagrid, who was calling the little firsties over to follow him. The firsties, the little firsties, the firsties, the terrified firsties. I know these poor kids. I know. So I read that quote, and I'm like. Is it a general terrified because they're like going into a new situation? But it's probably the fact that <laughs> Dementors. Everything prob- that has happened the last <laughs> yeah. two years. So yeah. I'm wondering if did a Dementor check like every compartment? I'm guessing. Probably. That's what I assume. Yeah. Because they also mention it. Um, I don't know if it was in my section or in the next chapter, but I know there's a point where Fred and George. Um, mentioned that Draco was like oh. ran into their compartment when it happened. Yeah, I think that's a a future. That's that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I think. Okay. Well, spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it's not that crazy. I mean, but... yeah, it's not that crazy. <laughs> but it is funny because later, I think in your section, Draco's like, "Oh, you fainted." Well, oh, dear. yeah, it, it was like I think Fred and George witnessed Draco trying to tease him. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the trio followed the rest of the school to the stagecoaches that pull that were pulled by invisible horses that would take them to the castle. We didn't get to see this last time because of oh, yeah. Harry and Ron's great adventure with the Fort Anglia. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. Because the first year they were taken on the boat. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, last year so that they can get, we yeah. didn't see this because the car. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. The stagecoach made its way through the gates of Hogwarts, where there were two more Dementors that stood right outside guarding them. Ron and Hermione kept on glancing at Harry as though he might collapse again. (laughs) Like, you okay, bro? You doing good? (laughs) I know. Once once Harry stepped off the stagecoach, Draco made his way to mock him. Mock Harry for fainting. But he was interrupted once again by Professor Lupin, who was coming in the following carriage. Draco took one glance at Professor Lupin's tattered robes and only gave him a glare of judgment and walked away. Mm, Better walk away, Draco. The trio made their way to the castle, but right before getting into the Great Hall, Professor McGonagall called Harry and Hermione over to chat in her office. She assured them that they were not in trouble. She's like, I wonder what Ron felt in this. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, go along, Weasley. It's like... You're not special. I know. I, I know. Like, it's like Ron's like, what do you want with them that you can't tell me? Yeah. Because remember when um, she approaches Harry in Chamber of Secrets and Harry, what, not Harry, Hermione was petrified. So she went up to Harry and she was just like, you need to come see this. Like, follow me. And she's like, you too, Weasley. <laughs> like, because he was just coming over yeah. too. And now she's just like, no, Weasley. 
<laughs> yeah. Once in McGonagall's office, McGonagall told Harry that she was made aware by Lupin, or Professor Lupin, that the Dementors caused him to collapse, and Madame Pomfrey came in and started to examine him. Madame Pomfrey. Ugh. The legend. Madame Pomfrey was like, oh. You again? It's you again. Yeah. You again? <laughs> what a surprise. Even more embarrassed by this ordeal, now that more people knew about mm. it, and now he's getting checked up on. Harry assured the women that he was fine. Professor Lupin gave him chocolate. He felt better. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but Madame Pomfrey voiced her disapproval of the Dementors at the school, saying that they, he will not be the only person affected by them, mentioning that the delicate ones... <laughs> Would be the most effective, which was a nice strike on Harry's pride, and he, of course, had to protest against that. Oh, delicate Harry. Yeah, get him. I mean, she could have worded it a little better. I know, <laughs> that's, have. like, not the best thing to I mean, she was trying to be, like, motherly there, I guess. But, um, yeah, she's probably ready to get a bed ready for Harry this year. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's, like, little cubicle. Yeah. Madame Pomfrey was happy to hear that Professor Lupin knew his remedies and confirmed that he was the defense against the dark arts professor. There we go. Now we know. For sure. Mm -hmm. Hermione's right. And then she also confirms that the reason why he was pushing the chocolate so much, it is like a little remedy for after dealing with the Dementor. Yeah. Once Harry convinced McGonagall that he was fine and did not need any special treatment, she told him to wait outside while she talked to Hermione. About her schedule. Hermione and McGonagall leave her office soon after, Hermione looking quite happy. They make their way to the Great Hall, and they see that they once well, mm -hmm. Harry once again missed sorting. Honestly, I think this is just J.K. Rowling not wanting to do sorting. Yeah. <laughs> not wanting to write Probably. it. Probably. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Harry and Hermione join Ron, and Harry notices that everybody is staring and whispering. And he has a feeling that everybody knows that he fainted. But what's new, Harry? Like, mm. every year there's something. Yeah. Already. Literally the first day. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, come on, Potter, what the heck? We haven't even made it to school and you're already making making news. Literally on the way to school. He gets up September 1st and he's just like, this is going to be a normal year. No one's going <laughs> to be whispering about me. <clears throat> No, at the last, the end of the last chapter, I will not get murdered. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Harry tries to ask Ron what was up, but was interrupted by Dumbledore, who was taking the podium to address the school. Dumbledore explained that the Dementors will be posted at every entrance of the school and warned the students that they were dangerous and will not care that they are students if they mm. try to get past them. He then calls to the prefix and the head boy and girl, to help keep their fellow classmates safe, Percy proceeds to puff his chest. <laughs> Dumbledore then welcomed the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, which is Professor Lupin, as we just learned. Um, Ron and Harry notice Snape's glare of utter loathing towards the new teacher. Harry noting that usually that specific glare <laughs> was only reserved <laughs> for him. Hmm. hmm. What Interesting. Did he do? Another year he's not the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah. That is true. But I don't know. I feel like that was like specifically pointed out, like the glare in for a reason. I don't know. 
What? Mm-hmm. That Snape More than knows just jealousy. Or has a past. Yeah, like there's, there's something, something there. Mm. Yeah. Dumbledore then told the school that the previous care of magical creatures professor had retired and will be replaced by none other than our boy Hagrid. Oh my gosh, when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh. That's literally what I said. I was like, I was like in the living room reading this and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like freaking out. I was so happy for this fictional character, Hagrid. Yay, Hagrid. Not that game, I don't, I I think his job is a real job, but like, this is like, you know, something to give him like the status, he's a yeah professor, yeah. doing he's, what he's he been loves. promoted. Yeah, the school applauded particularly loudly at this news, especially the Gryffindor table. Ron shouted that they <laughs> should have known only Hagrid would assign abiding book, the Monster Book of Monsters. And he like ended, kind of sorry, he kind of like hinted at it to sending. Yeah, yeah. But we had no idea. He's like hint, hint. You'll be needing this. <laughs> Once the feast ended and Harry was nice and full, the trio made their way to c- congratulate Hagrid, who just mm. weeped at them, thanking them for their support. Oh. They were shooed off to their dorms where Percy provided the password, and Harry finally felt like he was home. I do love the chapters. Mm. Welcome home, Harry. It's all warm and fuzzy, and he can go to bed not stressed, happy to be at Hogwarts. Yeah. The few. All right. We've made it to Hogwarts. Indeed. On book three. Yeah. So we just talked about Hagrid. Any thoughts on how the first class will go? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm excited to see and to read it. I, I think that Hagrid might be all over the place a little <laughs> bit, just like knowing him. Um, But I think it'll be great. I'm yeah. so excited for him. Just hopefully, yeah. you know, with the past creatures that he he likes um, hopefully you know he uh <laughs> knows how to manage i don't know yes his love for for these creatures and and what is actually appropriate boundaries yeah scale yeah. them boundaries to the appropriate age mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm excited to get to the first lesson but any questions oh man oh well my question was about the, the sneaker scope but we kind of already addressed that yeah if you think someone was being untrustworthy. Yeah. My other question was just like, what are you expecting from this new Professor Lupin? New Defense Against the Dark Arts? Do we think it's going to be the same train wreck from the past <laughs> couple years? <laughs> I mean, I guess third time the charm, right? That's what they say. <laughs> Quirrell wasn't, it's a good it, thought. wasn't uh, too much of a train wreck. Just, just the end. <laughs> He well, he was he literally had in him. I, no, but like during the class, like classes were fine. It's just yeah, sure. but he was literally the one doing. Harry <laughs> <laughs> literally killed him. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, at the end, there it was a very large train wreck happening. But like, I felt like with Gilderoy, it was like a a, a long train wreck happening all year chaos like okay so like visible chaos but (laughs) quarrel was more behind the scenes chaos i guess if that's what you're okay getting at yeah okay that's better (laughs) (laughs) um but from priscilla's observation he does professor lupin does seem like to be a little bit smarter 
knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, he's obviously very tired, so that's interesting. Um, wonder <laughs> yeah. what he was doing the day before September 1st. Yeah. Um, Unless he wasn't tired. I don't know. I don't know like, how, how did he know, know they would go in yeah. and, yeah. How would he know that Harry would go into his compartment? Right. Um, but so far, I mean, other than the sneakoscope mm-hmm. going off, he doesn't seem to alarm me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pun intended. Alarm. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like, because they mentioned that literally he's the only adult on this train. Oh, yeah. So I could totally understand pretending to be asleep to avoid having to interact with the best kids. Oh, yeah. That's a good thought, too. Pretending you're asleep. And he's probably like, why avoid social react- interaction? But that also boats the question of why was he on the train? Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't, like he, why couldn't he get any other way to Hogwarts? Yeah, like every other teacher has. Hmm. 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 Good thoughts. Questions. And then these Dementors. Why did they? Oh, why did they stop the Hogwarts Express like in the middle of the trip? Well, I think in the last, it was, it was either our last episode or the episode before that, we talked about how the are these considered the guards of Azkaban? Yeah. So, so we talked about how the guards were not happy with the fact that Sirius Black had escaped because this had never happened before. Yeah. So I feel like they're being extra about finding him mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, at least myself, I sensed um, with what Hermione or Ron, whoever explained it to Harry, that uh, Lupin was just frustrated with them, with the way he spoke mm-hmm. to the Dementor. Like, he was just like, yeah, serious we're not hiding here. him. Yeah. Why? You know, it's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. So I think they're maybe being a little bit intense with their search for him, which yeah. I guess is fine if he's that evil and that bad of yeah person especially when but like you said no one has done it before no one has gotten past these hooded figures whatever these dementors are so they just want to they just want to get him back they're basically like how dare he like we must find him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they're probably doing a lot more than they would would do because they've never been there yeah um i have another question jumping back to arthur and we already kind of discussed this a little bit the question more of like why does Arthur think Harry would go seeking Sirius without any warrants? But also it wasn't really mentioned Sissy didn't mention it, but when Arthur was talking to him, Arthur also said, No matter what you hear, oh yeah, don't go looking for him. Oh yeah. So like mm-hmm. what would that make that different? Something regarding Harry and his past and his parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be something Harry would, would like, um, seek. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. that gives him answers. Yeah. Yeah. More of who he is. Because, like, to give Harry some credit, he generally doesn't go into save the world mode unless he is somewhat pushed to it. And, yeah. um, and not saying that he wouldn't. I was going to say, and if he felt like it was something personal. Yeah. Connected to him Because, like, he way. isn't just going to, without warrant go seek like right now he has no reason to want to seek out Sirius Mm -hmm. he knows he wants to kill him or Sirius wants to kill him but that's that's it but he doesn't have any reason why he would want to go to it unless like it's something something pushes that something yeah 
Right. Hmm. That's a good question. What would make him look for him? But I think it is. it would be something that Harry has never... Or Harry's like, what? He has that answer for me? Or what? He's going to do this if this happens? I feel like mm-hmm. that's the only reason. Yeah. Any more questions, Joni? I think I asked, no, I asked I all mine during. So in the characters that we meet section, I didn't want to put too much about Lupin because we will learn more about him um, this year. But so far, mm-hmm. we know he's a new professor of the Defense Against the Dark Arts. He looks a little shabby and ill. Will we find out why? Maybe. Um, but we will definitely learn more about him in the next few chapters. And then I mentioned this because I was going through my old emails and I got a lot of Pottermore emails that I just kept, which there's no more Pottermore. Um, and I happened to click one and it was talking about this section that we're talking about. I was like, great timing. And it was just about how J.K. Rowling had a little, did a little writing on Professor Kettleburn, which he literally is just mentioned in the book. I think he's only mentioned this time in this chapter. Um, yeah. We never hear anything else about him. But J.K. Rowling did a little bit of like extra writings on Pottermore. So she gave him a little bit of a backstory. He is an eccentric man. And much like Hagrid, he had a soft spot for dangerous creatures that led to injuries to himself and occasionally others. So much Mm. so that he was put on probation about 62 times while teaching at Hogwarts. How many times do you have to be on probation to get fired there? Yeah, isn't it like, it's usually like three. (laughs) Like, okay, you're gone. But it, I mean, it is Hogwarts, so I can see it being a little more lenient. Yeah, sure. Um, he retired from Hogwarts with just one arm and half a leg left. Oh man! <laughs> when he finally decided to, it's it's <laughs> time. Um, so I just added that if you didn't, if you didn't know. So do do wizards have like wheelchairs? Um. So it also in that little article it did say that for his retirement gift, Dumbledore gave him wooden prosthetics but because kettleborn is so um careless and reckless he like burned he burned them them. yeah they would just i don't know how many he had left but yeah um i'm sure they have wheelchairs though maybe maybe not in some ways the magical world is behind in the times in most ways (laughs) Yes, most ways, but, like, magic can solve some of it. Yeah. Um, And then I also put in characters we meet. We meet Professor Hagrid. Yay. Oh. And then Dementors. They're from Azkaban. Oh. I don't, like, I know we talked about it and we kind of, like, got the gist, but they haven't really said that they, they haven't come out and say these are the guards that guarded Askban. they're just they always say they're from Askban. Mm-hmm. but yeah they are the guards hooded figures their hands looked decayed um and skeleton like people around them feel cold and sad but cold and sad and i really wonder what he was hearing oh yeah and why like, did it why could only else... harry yeah mm-hmm. why could only harry hear the screams yeah. Once again, 
this is like last book he could only hear he's the only one that could hear the um, snake yeah like what is this scenario that he's listening to mm-hmm. hmm. we will say a lot of people point out that dementors are like almost like a symbol of depression mm-hmm. in this book yeah i've heard that jk rowling wrote this these creatures to symbolize depression because she did go through that that's kind of how she felt if depression was a thing a creature yeah yeah this is what this is what they would be hmm. interesting mm-hmm. these first few chapters don't really have like valuable wizard moment. oh wait no yes there's valuable uh, wizard moments in this yeah sorry yeah sorry, i think professor so. lupin <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> Professor Lupin kind of made these dementors go away, <laughs> so, and gave him chocolate. Yes, so most valuable wizard, Professor Lupin, in my opinion. If we didn't already give that away, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I was about to <laughs> skip right over him. <laughs> Molly was was really sweet too. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And Arthur. Oh yeah, yeah. make sure he's prepared. Prepared and warn him. Yeah. And to keep him in line. And he's probably always like, my son is just going to go off with you. <laughs> yeah, like, please, please, please. <laughs> Don't get my son killed, please. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but if you can, save my daughter like you did last year. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Madam Prophet made so. her, her debut, but she hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> She's just damaged harry's pride <laughs> you're delicate most magical moment wouldn't really want to say that dementors were magical I w- yeah I, oh my gosh that's mm. literally my thought i was like well i mean that was kind of interesting yeah but i don't know if that i mean do i mean it is magical i guess magical doesn't always have to be like wow yeah like, just part of the magic world so i guess that was the most magical that i've i think that we read in this chapter mm-hmm yeah. Um, Lupin, whatever Lupin did to make them go away. Yeah, that too. This silver thing that silver shot up. I like how they said the silvery thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the magic of the chocolate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I So I was listening to the chapter before when I was actually getting dinner today. And when Lupin brought up the flame to light the room i'm yeah. just like why are you being so extra lupin like there's a perfectly well-known spell called lumos i thought <laughs> that's just that not too. fire in your hand i thought that too that's funny because i didn't think that when i read it i was like oh is it blue flames like hermione's specialty flames um and it didn't mention anything about what color they were and then i thought i was just like what like why didn't he just light up his wand <laughs> interesting he wanted to show off a little bit showing off his you know how smart he is maybe he'll teach them if they don't have their wand they can use whatever he did yeah yeah it seems oh maybe it's not as advanced as as i think it is Ooh, sorry i'm jumping ahead i didn't realize we had a featured small shop yeah i'm glad joni put it in Uh, yeah (laughs) because i didn't (laughs) when you're trying to figure out the stream thing i was just like i'll just do this now yeah, so we have. Oh, I left my phones back there. I'll just have to go off of memory. 
We're going to highlight the small shop, The Morning Nook on Etsy. Um, so you can find her. It's Marie. She makes stickers. Um, I, that's all I saw on her her store. She makes stickers, a lot of Harry Potter themed stickers, but she's also got Avatar The Last Airbender oh, stickers. Yeah, nice. I really like those. <laughs> um, but she's The Morning Nook on both Etsy and Instagram. Um, and we actually used her recently for the giveaway that we did we oh gave, is that where it did, was from yeah yeah and that's where i got these stickers oh but i got the little house stickers i actually sent a gryffindor one to sissy and a ravenclaw one to priscilla for their birthdays wow laura i don't know where my can't even show it is. off <laughs> be cool get a water bottle uh, I know. I need a water bottle. I have all my stickers just not sticked on anything. Yeah. Oh, here she is. I'm going to follow her. Just gave her a follow. Wow, these things are really cute. cute. Yeah. And the girls that received it, Mia and Victoria, they they both really liked their sticker. We gave them their house stickers. Um, And when I got the package, she gave me a freebie. Of nice. <gasps> that one's so cute. Oh my gosh, I might have to order yes. that when I know what that means. Yes, it's a, it's a popular <laughs> Harry Potter it. symbol, geometric symbol. That you had on your arm for a very long time. <laughs> that I have tattooed on my arm. Um, if you want to look on the Morning Nook on Instagram, you'll see the Potter symbol sticker that I have. <laughs> but it has cute pink flowers really cute that that looks really cute yeah and she's very sweet so so the morning nook mm-hmm. cool yes shout out to marie marie okay so does that bring us to the end of this episode i think so i think it was a good 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 chapter yes that was a lot in that chapter yeah yeah our episode is so i think that much it was a good idea too than normal so i'm glad <laughs> yeah let me see where are we at oh yeah it's pretty much the same it's like usually an hour and a half an hour 20 yeah yeah i think that was a good call all right well as always if you're listening on spotify please feel free to give us a follow if you're listening anywhere else where you can leave us a review please feel free to do that it really helps us out Mm -hmm. if you'd like to stay connected with us if you'd like to stay connected with us outside the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic and on Twitter at Unveiling the Magic. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. And until next time, mischief managed. Bye. 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 It's only when you're on your phone. She constantly puts her headphone mic on, thinking that that's the only way that we can hear her on her Discord. On Discord, when it's only because she used to use her phone. The train continued farther north. The train. I can't talk. I've already started. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you scold me a lot. (laughs) I do. You're my sister.